I literally built a business around my nine to five. Right. Mm. So I was working literally overtime. So I'd work like um, overtime hours and I set my business to function around it. And what I did was I started hiring people to do all of the things that would have taken me away from being able to work. And after I got to the like right now, I don't even need to work. And my business, by the time I set up everything, I, it was just on autopilot. Perfect. 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 What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Now, over the last few episodes, we've been having a lot of special guests who've been talking about different aspects of real estate. We talked about everything from wholesaling to creative investing to mindset to, you know, just about everything. And I'm noticing that you guys are loving the wholesale content and the creative investing. And that's exactly why I wanted to have our special guest on the line today, coming all the way from Houston, Texas, absolutely crushing it in his market. And he's actually business partners with one of our previous guests. Maybe we'll talk about that on today's episode as well. Byron Holman, what's up, man? What's good? What's good, man? It's always a pleasure, man. Jamel, man, you know, thank you for having me on, man. I'm, I'm excited about what we're going to share today, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can bless some folk with this info, man. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it myself, man. And first off, I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this. I know how, you know, as business owners, we have very busy schedules, man. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this. I know we've been trying to get on the line for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, and, man, uh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy, man. But uh, finally, our schedules meshed, man. And uh, it allowed us to be able to come together and create this greatness that we're about to spit on this uh, on this podcast here, man. So I appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man? Well, you know, um, yeah, my name is Byron. You know, I've been investing for in in the actual wholesale space for a little over three years now. So not that long. Um, but I've been a serial entrepreneur pretty much all my life. Like this kind of been my space. But, um, you know, due to a few little, you know, roadblocks I ran into, I ended up uh, taking a little pause and I went to nursing school, uh, got my nursing license and started working in ICU. And then quickly after that, I went straight into administration, started running a 168 bed facility. And, uh, and, and I started kind of moving in that space. And how I got into nursing was I ended up catching like, you know, a little bit of a drug case and uh, got into some trouble. And uh, that changed my life. And, you know, I was working in the hospital kind of already just doing little minor little things. And a lot of the uh, the nurses that would be like, you need to go to nursing school. It was it's funny because a lot of the Nigerians that I would work with, you know, they would always tell me, hey, you need to go and get your education. You need to, to you know, I'm probably butchering the accent, but you, they know where I'm coming from. They would always pour into me um, about getting a nursing license. So I ended up doing that, Jamil. And um, that was like a pivotal, pivotal part in my life, man, because from there, um, it opened me up to, you know, making that good, solid 
consistent money, man, um, uh, for the first time in my life. And it was legal. I didn't have to look, you know, <laughs> both, both sides of my shoulders. You know what I mean? It was it was solid. So uh, it, it really, really was a game changer for me. And I went directly into uh, travel nursing and I was just making like a crazy amount of money living on maybe about only 30 percent of my income at that time at, at my peak. And uh, I was saving. So my job ended up being like my first investment partner. Um, and I would literally be excited about getting up and going back to work because my job was literally my investment partner. So it was fun. And uh, and from there, I ended up transitioning into real estate. So got that's it, how man. it happened. Got it. Got it. Great story, man. So let's dig into it a little bit. Right. So you mentioned, let, let, you know, I, I caught a couple of things from you. Uh, so you you went to nursing school. You've only been in real estate for three years. Right. Yes. So that shows anybody who's been on a fence for three years. You know, if you've been on a fence, you know, Byron started. He, yes. He's in the business. He's doing deals. He's doing a lot of deals. Right. Yes. So if you're still on a fence and you've been looking into, quote unquote, looking into real estate for three years, what are you waiting for? Right. Absolutely. The other thing I picked up, you were you you had a job at first. Right. So for anybody who has a job right now, that's not an excuse either. Right. Because you can get out there, get started, do it on. You know, I'm sure you you had to uh, put some time aside for your business in order to get it. going. Absolutely. But yeah, because I was it. working over overtime. Yeah. Look at that. So, you know, in, in fact, I'm, I'm willing to bet your job actually helped you. Uh, as far as getting, you know, into the real estate business, it, it was able to uh, segue you into creating your own income as well. So having a job is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? And maybe we'll talk about when it was time for you to leave your job as well uh, later on. But in addition to that, you know, I had a, I had a guest here, uh, my, my boy Idris. Uh, he just came home from prison a few a few months ago. Uh, now, he was an experienced real estate investor beforehand, but he got got himself in a a little bit of trouble, and he was able to uh, recover from that. Uh, primarily, what happened was he owned a, um, it was a, a medical care center or something like that. I forget, urgent care, urgent care mm-hmm. center. And they were doing some crazy stuff in there, and he was the owner of the urgent care. So he had to take the brunt and ended up doing two years in prison. But he just came wow. home, man, and he, uh, you know, I had him on the podcast, and People absolutely love that podcast, man. They love that story. So I noticed that you said that you caught a drug case. What was that all about? Yes. Oh, man. You know, it was kind of like one of those wrong place, wrong time. But at the same time, I was already moving bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was it was weird, Jamel, in a sense of it's almost like I'm glad it happened because I was probably headed into the wrong direction anyway. And it was kind of like my hard stop to kind of help me to stop because I started getting good at uh, moving the way I was moving. You understand what I'm saying? Like I said, I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial uh, side to me since a kid. Right. And uh, I started moving in, you know, some bad crowds. And as a result of that, I ended up getting caught up. Now I didn't get caught. That's the, that's the crazy thing. I personally didn't get caught. It was actually a buddy of mine who got caught. But I got caught in conjunction with him. You see what I'm saying? And as a result of that, that kind of took me down a long spiral of fighting a case that took literally forever um, to get out of. But, you know, 
long story short, basically, I felt like it, it changed my life uh, because it stopped me from going down a path that I probably wouldn't have been proud of uh, by today. You know what I mean? Understood. Understood, man. Enough said, man. I'm, I'm glad we were able to talk about that. And the reason why I brought that up is because there's a segment of this audience who may have been in some trouble. Uh, I know, you know, for me personally, I wasn't perfect growing up myself. Right. And, you know, people need to hear your, your real side. They need to hear your real story so they could so they can resonate with it and say, hey, he's just like me. I can do this as well. So I appreciate Absolutely. you sharing that, man. So what were you know, how did you get started in real estate in general, though? Like, how did that transition happen from working to uh, going full time in real estate and saying, OK, I'm not sure if you if you're still there now. I'm, I'm willing to bet you're probably not. But, uh, yeah. you know, what was that transition like going from a full time, you know, uh, paying job to being on your own? Man, great question. So I um. You know, like I said, my job was my first investor. Right. Um, and so initially I was just saving money. It was just like, yo, I know I'm going to invest in something. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, my my first plan was to get me like a subway, get me a franchise. I was just going to save up as much money as I possibly could give me some type of franchise and go from there. And I stumbled across real estate and I had a buddy of mine. I went to like a fortune builders uh, uh, <laughs> uh seminar or whatever, man. And I was like, right this close to like sending them like 30 K. And I ended up not doing it because a buddy of mine ended up telling me, nah, man, I got this other group you need to join that was local, which it was still like a lot of money. It was still like 20 grand. And, you know, I just, I had the money at that time. I had saved well into the six figures, man. Like I literally was just sitting on like a massive amount of bread because I was just living. So I was living in the, in the projects literally because I was like, I'm not spending not one dime on anything unnecessary living in the projects. It was crazy. Bro. When I first started in real estate, I, I got my first $48,000 while I was living in the projects, man. So wow, I totally get it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It was crazy. Check. Yep. It's crazy. crazy. Cause I was, I was literally working as a professional nurse, you know what I mean? And living in the projects, literally in the projects. I, I didn't even upgrade my vehicle at that time. Like, because when I went to jail, Jamel, it kind of changed me. It changed my, perspective you know before you know i was driving like nice cars man i always had nice clothes i had a big you know i had a benz nice mercedes nice you know i had all kind of versace shirt crazy stuff man and um because i had money i, I you know I, even even as a child i got money so it wasn't like it was new to me to get money but when i went to jail man it was just such a humbling experience it brought me to such a low place jamel that it just changed the way I just viewed things, the, 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 the importance that I placed on what other people thought about me, like all of those superficial things, man, it just it just changed my perspective on. And so um, when I started working, man, I just kind of just went to the bare minimum, man. And I was picking up a book from Dave Ramsey uh, and um, talking about just, you know, uh, I, I can't even think of the name of the book, but yeah, it was the author was Dave Ramsey mm -hmm. and uh, just just living below my means and all that kind of stuff. And I really, really did really took hold of me. And I just really mastered that art, that that style of living. 
And um, and it was a game changer for me. But yeah, my first before I even got into investing um, in the real estate, I was thinking on some whole other stuff. And then I end up getting into real estate and I spent the 20 grand to join this program. And man, honestly, the rest was history. It wasn't like I say maybe a month or so after joining that program and getting in that men- getting that mentor. I was doing deals within like a month. Mm. That's powerful. I was doing man. deals. That's powerful, man. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm willing to bet I know which Dave Ramsey book you're talking. I got two of them sitting on my desk right now. Uh, um, it was something about money, though. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, title. the total money makeover was the money total makeover. Total money makeover. Yeah, That's yeah. That was it. Out. I got one sitting on my desk and one sitting on my wife's desk. I got those books for free, man. So yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I knew which ones you were talking about. Absolutely. So, so you, so you made the transition. When did you feel like it was time for you to leave your job? Well, so I still work like, like a very small amount because I have to keep my license active. So I probably work maybe like one to two times a month. Uh, to keep my license active. Um, I was working in administration. I downgraded that and I went back to just working critical care, like in ICU. Um, and uh, so I still work every now and then, but not really. But how I set it up, Jamel, was really, really dope. And I'm actually going to be sharing a lot more on how I did this, man, because I literally built a business around my nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. So I was working literally overtime. So I'd work like, um, overtime hours and I set my business to function around it. And what I did was I started hiring people to do all of the things that would have taken me away from being able to work. And after I got to the, like right now, I don't even need to work. And my business, by the time I set up everything, I, it was just on autopilot. For the most part, of course, I still, you know, it's, it's an active business. So you're going to always be in it. But in terms of the amount of time that I spend in my wholesale business, you would almost think of it like a rental, like having like a, an extensive rental portfolio, because that's about how active uh, this side of the business is just based on the systems that we were able to put in place. Wow, man. So you literally built the business around your, your nine to five and was able to make that work, man. So, so you're working a nine to five. Did you hire like virtual assistants in order to make this happen or like just absolutely members? That's how you did it. Okay. So, yeah. So, so let's go, let's talk about that a little bit more, man. Let's dig into that. So, so how does that look today? All right. So w- what I did was uh, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. My first couple of hires was two lead managers, right? I hired me two lead managers and then uh, they was able to help me with all of the leads, you know? And so when I would get off of work, I would knock out me some appointments, right? And I would knock off me some appointments on my way to work, right? So I literally be going to people's houses in scrubs, like doing deals and people loved it because they was like, this is a relatable guy, right? It was somebody that, you know, they were able to relate with me, right? And then from there, I hired me an admin person to help me pull my list, help me with my payroll, help me with just miscellaneous bills and tasks and different things like that. Uh, And then from there, I hired me a dispo person. And then that dispo person was able to kind of go deal with the buyers and all that kind of stuff. So I'm doing all of my negotiations myself. Um, so I got really, really good at building that rapport, knocking out those deals. And so as as time went on, you know, I ended up finding somebody to do my acquisitions, which was my last hire because I was nervous, man, to uh, relinquish that 
responsibility because man, that's, that's the money. The money. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and, but, but eventually I had to let it go because it just wasn't, you know, it, I felt like I could do more for the company and grow the company. If I was, you know, if I could free up a little bit more of my time, especially with me working literally, um, overtime hours. So, um, yeah. So then I end up having dispositions. Uh, I end up having uh, acquisitions in place, lead management in place, an admin person in place, disposition, everything. And after a while, man, it just I was just showing up to the meetings and making sure that the business was functioning at its highest and best, man. And that's kind of how I was able to make that transition real seamless and smooth. Now, of course, it was a lot of moving parts that went on in between those gaps. But in general, that's how I was able to do it. Got it, man. That's, that's powerful, man, because, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, if you have a nine to five right now and you, you feel like you can't accomplish what, what you're looking to accomplish in real estate, you know, Byron just gave you the blueprint on how to do it, right? Start hiring other people. You have a nine to five, allocate some of that income towards hiring people to be able to help you build your real estate business. And in my case, it was, it was slightly different, man. So I hired acquisitions first because mm. that's the part I love negotiating, but that's the part that sucked up the most of my time. And I, I was running three different businesses and you know, I'm currently still running three different businesses, but, you know, it took up a lot of my time. So I had to, you know, I had to hire the acquisitions first and the dispositions last, you know, mm. um, I was using other wholesalers really to sell most of my properties for wholesaling. Uh, even if for, for some of the creative stuff, wholesalers, they came across buyers who wanted to live in the properties they would send those buyers over to me and I'll pay them, pay them a, a fee for it. But for the most part, acquisitions, I believe, was the first part that I, I hired out primarily because that took up the most time. And I wasn't, you know, the business wouldn't have never went anywhere if I would have continued doing acquisitions. So I had to outsource that part to keep, keep things coming in, man. So powerful, powerful stuff there, man. I appreciate that. So what, what type of, let me ask you this, man. Obviously, you know, it, it takes a mindset shift when you go from a nine to five into, you know, creating your own business, you know, starting something new, creating your own income. What type of mindset shift did that take for you? You know, um, I'll be honest, I've always kind of had that mindset. Like I, I never really felt like I would be somebody who would be working like a nine to five type of job. Like I never really felt that was me. Uh, so I was already comfortable and that's why I hate to like use my story, you know, cause I did deals literally my first month in the game. I'm already like at sellers houses, you feel me? Like leveraging different people, making things work. Like, and it didn't take me long because I had so much prior business experience, you know, failed business experience. Some of it won, some of it lost, whatever, but you know, all of that preparation kind of prepared me to be able to go directly into real estate, like with lightning speed and intentionality. Um, so for me, I never really had a mindset shift, but I, but I can speak to um, um, that particular mindset. So for me, everything is about my freedom. Um, I like to be able to have freedom. I like to not have too much of my life controlled. I have more of a rebel kind of spirit in me, even though I, I can come off as diplomatic, I can, I can um, speak in a diplomatic fashion, but deep down inside, like, yo, I'm a rebel. Like I'm against the grain. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm the dude 
who cool with saying no to the crowd, no matter how right they want to feel like they are. You know what I mean? Like, so, so that rebel spirit in me um, will always push me to kind of like chart on my own path. And so that's why for me working in any structured environment for a long extended period of time would be a struggle. You know what I mean? Because that rubble going to eventually pop out and that's going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it, man, because I'm kind of, we, we have a lot in common, man, just listening to you. Uh, but at the same time, you know, as far as the hustle mentality, that's something that I, I personally, I can't relate to the person who said, you know, it's hard for them to get started um, or it took a mindset shift. So I get it when you say that. Um, I ask every guest that because, you know, again, people respond to different things in different ways. For Absolutely. me personally, I responded to what you just said, because when I first started, there was no there was there was no such thing as I'm not going to be able to do this in my in my mind. I knew I was going to be able to do it because I've always been a hustler. Right. So I get it, man. A little bit of a rebel. We got a lot in common, man. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll bring that out as we continue on with the conversation as well, bro. So Absolutely. really quickly, man, I wanted to ask this because I know that, you know, obviously we all face trouble as we uh, get into some some businesses. So what were some of the obstacles that you you faced as as you started your real estate business? You know, it's crazy, man. Like, I think a lot of the obstacles I faced was really just, man, learning that, you know, uh I think when I first started looking at real estate, it was glamorized. It was it was beautified <laughs> and it was made to look much sweeter than it actually is in reality. Right. And so I internalized a lot of that, you know, uh, when when deals would fall through. Nobody told me about that side of the business. Everybody just spoke about the wins. They spoke about like, you know, how good it looked and how, how well it worked and how much money they were making. Nobody talked about the deals that don't even ever cross the, the closing table. Right. So I took a lot of that stuff to heart, Jamil. Like I'm like, yo, like. You know, what's going on with the seller? Why the seller just won't cooperate? Like this is literally me putting some money in their pocket and they don't want to do it because they hate their other sibling. Nobody told me about that part of the business. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think when I when I got in, um, I had some success early on. And then for whatever reason, man, it just started getting crazy. Like I just started dealing with deal after deal that just would just fall through, man. And it would just like devastate me because like you got to understand, I learned the business from watching people like Max Maxwell, watching even my business partner now, Housebound Brian, like and they, you know, it looked perfect from their purview. And then the funny thing was it looked perfect from my purview, too, because I had just started and everything was working. Literally, it, it all worked out for me at the beginning. And towards the, I would say like six months into the business, stuff just stopped working, you know? And um, that right there was very, very humbling for me. And I had to kind of like rebuild myself because man, it was just deal after deal after deal just was falling through. Um, everything that could go wrong went wrong. So I had to re-coach myself to believe in my ability to win in this particular space all over again um, because of that, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. This business will definitely humble you quick, man. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> humble me. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know any 
of what happened to me about 13, a little bit more than 13, about 14 years ago. Um, so I was, you know, I was doing heavy, heavy real estate business from 2002 to 2007. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I was doing really well, man. I built up a, a nice portfolio and I was buying houses. You know, my, my strategy back then, they call it the Burr strategy today, but it was basically mm-hmm. buying a house, rehabbing it, uh, and then uh, refi and then uh, go ahead and, and do a rent to own or rent it out on the other end. I was mm-hmm. over leveraged when the market tanked and lost everything, Ooh. man. So we're talking about a couple hundred houses, man. And uh, it just humbled me. And, uh, you know, at that point, I was I had everything I ever wanted. But and I was overspending because it, to me, the money was always going to come. It was crazy. Yeah, it was always going to. Yeah. Golly. Imagine being 22, 23 years old. Man, I'm 40 Ooh. now. I'm 40 yeah. now. But imagine being 22, 23, 21, bringing in 50 grand a month. You know, and that was just like uh, a bad month. And yeah, uh, yeah. Just lost. I went to zero. And at that time, I had my wife. Uh, we had gotten married three years before. I had uh, one daughter and I had another one on the way. So uh, uh, I have four girls now, but um, back girl then, dad. Yeah, a girl dad, man. All the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that humbled me, man. So I had to rebuild my entire business. The good thing is we understand as business owners and as hustlers, we're, we're not going to be broken by this, man. It's, we're going to get back up and we're going to keep pushing. Right. And that's exactly what you did. Right. You just kept Absolutely. going. You figured it out because Absolutely. you could let the business break you. But you did. Absolutely. I love that. I love that part of the story, man. So we all face obstacles. That was the whole point. Right. And uh, when you guys get into business, those of you listening to this or watching this on on uh, on video, you're going to face obstacles as well, but it's what you do during those trying times that's going to make you the person you, you become uh, on the other side of that, uh, of that equation. So, uh, Byron, man, let's provide our listeners with a three to five step process on how they can go from where they are right now, getting started, whether it's in a nine to five or not, to getting their first deal in real estate. What do you feel like is the, the best three to five steps that they can take right now? Well, I can only speak on what I did. You know what I mean? What I did was I didn't try to figure everything out on my own. You know what I mean? I got with me a mentor um, or a JV partner. Matter of fact, I, I did both. I got with a JV partner and I got a mentorship. So I did both. Um, and I think that accelerated my growth tremendously. Like I still would have been trying to figure it out if I wouldn't have had those things in place. So I um, I would say definitely pull your list, right? Go to somewhere like Turbo Skip, skip trace those records and start calling, right? Get on the phone, spend most of your time on the phone, not trying to figure out which paperwork to use, what's the name of your LLC, what, 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 how your website should look. Like, don't spend no time on any of that because that's what I call lazy busy, right? You don't want to do no lazy busy activities. The bulk of your activity should be right now is talking on the phone with potential sellers. That's your highest and best use. Get on that phone, close some deals. And then after you get that deal, listen, you can try to sell a deal yourself. Try to sell it yourself, but don't rely on that. Get in your marketplace, find the best wholesalers that you possibly can, because it's a lot of us now. And a lot of us have big companies. Like it's no sense in trying to figure everything out. Go to them and say, hey, look, I got a deal. How can we make this work? 
You know what I mean? JV with that person, whether that be a 50-50 split, whatever that split, whatever y'all decide that split should be, and then work that deal that way. Now, two things you're going to want to do. You're going to want to not only find somebody that you can JV with, but you want to find somebody who's willing to teach you a little bit too. Somebody that you can get on that phone and ask your questions when you need to ask your questions from time to time on that particular deal. You don't want to just hand it off and just say, okay, I'm going to just wait for my check to come in. Nah, that ain't what you want to do. You want to get you somebody that's going to give you some game uh, on exactly what's taking place. You want to find out what title companies they're using. You want to find out, um, you know, even maybe where, how they source their buyers. Like all of those different questions you may have, as much information as you can get, you want to do that. And you want to do that with multiple people. You may work with just one person, but I would say work with multiple people because that's how you're going to broaden your horizon of information and, and, and expertise in your particular market space. And that's exactly what I would do. Three to five steps, man. Love it, man. Step-by-step -step process. You guys need to go back and listen to that again. That was some heavy stuff. Uh, you're definitely going to benefit from that. And you know, it's one thing to take in the information, guys, but it's another thing to apply the information, right? So Byron just gave you a step-by-step -step process. If you just go back and you do exactly what he said, he told you exactly what he did, right? So if you guys can just follow the blueprint, then how can you fail? You might not get it on the first try, but guess what? You keep trying and trying and trying and don't take no for an answer. A lot of no's equals one yes, eventually. Absolutely. So if you just keep pushing, that's where the magic happens in this business, right? And, and in addition to that, you're failing forward. You're continuing to push forward with those failures happening, but you're learning from the failures at the same time, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, Byron, obviously, we can't cover everything on a short podcast, man. If our listeners wanted to get in contact with you for more information, how can they do that? Great, great. Um, I would say the best way to contact me is either on social media, which is uh, Byron the Investor on pretty much all social media. So you can reach out to me on my website, ByronTheInvestor.com, or you can reach out to me on um, Instagram at Byron the Investor. And I'm on YouTube, but it's all things Byron the Investor. Clubhouse is another new platform that's been going crazy. Definitely reach out to me uh, on there as well. And uh, we have a show that we do called Business Over Breakfast every morning. Um, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, man. And I, you know, anywhere I can serve, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm definitely here. Now I've had, uh, I've had uh, House Buying Brian. I've had uh, who else did I have? I had Diddy on here, and I've had several other Business Over Breakfast guests. Byron is the newest addition uh, uh, to that to that group that has been on this podcast. Um, these guys every morning, I think it's seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. They're on and they crush it with information, business related, right? It could be real estate. It could be pretty much anything, but you guys definitely want to follow that club. Business Over Breakfast on Clubhouse. Make sure you follow that. I'm going to link all of your information in the description box as well, man. Now, you, you, mentioned, a, uh, you mentioned a couple of books so far uh, during the course of this podcast. What are you currently reading that's helping you uh, uh, stay business minded? Oh, man, you know, I just bust open that Expert Secrets by Russell Bronson. <laughs> Good stuff, man. So that's the one that I'm on right now. But I would say for my wholesale business, I would say, man, I'm big on Geno Wigman Traction. Mm -hmm. um, I'm real big on that book because I feel like it's almost like the Bible 
for setting up business systems and structure. Uh, and if you want to just use something to tailor your business um, after, definitely use that book, man. It, it is it is beyond a game changer. I'm a very systems oriented person. I like, even though, you know, on Clubhouse, you probably think that I'm like rah, rah, and I'm, I'm, I'm out and about, but I'm really like a beast when it comes behind the scenes. I'm good with budgeting. I'm good with numbers, systems, uh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, KPIs and all that nerdy stuff that normally puts people to sleep. That's, that's where I like to be. That's like my comfort zone. So books like Traction kind of helped me uh, hone some of those particular skills because it's all about structure. It's all about business processes. It's all about setting up your core values or your policies and procedures, tracking your numbers. That is where you get to scaling to doing well over six figures a month, like how we do. You know what I mean? Um, and having your business really automated in a sense to where you're not like, uh, you know, just just stuck and glued to the business because everything is is dependent on you to make happen um, opposed to having systems in place that function with or without you there. Um, and that's kind of where uh, I like to be when it comes to business. And um, that's what makes it all fun for me. So yeah, traction is definitely that that book. Yeah, definitely, man. I got expert secrets in the office as well. I got traction in the office. Got a couple of copies of that. Um, Absolutely. Traction is definitely, if you guys, you know, I know you guys have heard me say traction before. You've heard several. I'm talking about, we've done at this point over 60 podcasts, right? And multiple guests mentioned that book. There's a reason for it. So I'm going to link that book in the description box for you guys to check out. Traction by Gina Wickman. Definitely a great book. If, you, if you're at a point in your business where you're looking to take it to the next level, it's probably not the ideal book for somebody who's just getting started to get their first deal. But if, you, if you've done a couple of deals and you're really looking to organize everything in a systematic way, definitely the book that you, uh, that you need to check out. I'm going to link it in the description box. Great, great stuff, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this, uh, this call today, Byron, man. Any last words for our listeners? Man, I would just say, man, just, you know, just just stay in the game. I think a lot of people give up on themselves way too easy, man. And it's like your blessing a lot of times be like right there. Like you be like inches away from your absolute blessing and you drop the ball and you go home and you feel defeated and you just had no clue that your blessing was literally inches away. And I think uh, if, if if you just realize that it's not about, you know, having all of the best ideas, being the smartest person. Right. A lot of times it's just about sticking around. Um, and if you can stick around long enough in a lot of these business ventures, man, that is the key to success. It's not, you know, having all the best ideas. It's not even just about the luck all the time, because sometimes you get more luckier, the better, the more you stick around. Yep. Um, and the more consistent you become in your particular craft. So I would say definitely keep the fight, keep the faith, keep uh, 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 fighting despite everything around you telling you that you may be looking crazy or looking stupid. Do it anyway. Um, when I spent my first 20 grand on a mentor, I felt I felt dumb. You know what I mean? And that was one of the best. $20,000 expenses I've ever had in my life because it definitely changed my life. I've, I look back, man, I make well over 20. I made probably over 40 grand last week. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let alone 
uh, you know, that little 20 grand that I was uh, worried about holding on to dearly because I felt like I was making a stupid decision investing in a mentorship. So uh, just, yeah, just stay in the fight, man. That's that's the key to success. For that's sure. what it is, man. Um, two couple, well, a couple of things you mentioned, man, um, that I definitely relate to. Uh, you mentioned being three feet from gold, right? So most Absolutely. people stop too short. They give up on themselves way too early. There's a book, um, thinking is it was it Thinking Grow Rich? Thinking Grow Rich, where it talked about the story where a guy he he stopped three feet from gold, and and the guy he sold the land to made all the money, right? So this guy it's did crazy. all the hard work, and the other guy made all the money. Right. It's Absolutely. the same exact concept. Don't stop too short. You also mentioned, you know, uh, people give up on themselves way too early. You, got, you just have to stick in the game. When I was down on Wall Street, man, I, I worked on Wall Street for like a year and a half, almost two years uh, up until 9-11. The one thing that they planted in our heads was the only difference between them who was making all the money. And these were at that time I was 19 years old. They were 19 years old, 20, 21. The only wow. difference between us and them, they were making millions of dollars and I was a cold caller. The only difference was time. They was in the mm. game a lot longer, a couple Absolutely. years longer. So if you just stick in the game, right? For me, it took me 13 months to get my first check in real estate. That was only $1,500, but the next check oh, was wow. 48 grand. But guess what? If I would have quit at month eight, nine, 10, 12, that money would have never came. I wouldn't be here today. 48? I would have never saw it, right? Wow. So- just stay in the game, right? How, what else are you going to do? Go work for somebody else and make them rich? No, make Absolutely. yourself rich. Do this for yourself. Don't do this for somebody else, right? Just stay Straight in up. the game and everything will change because you'll become an expert over time. That's how this thing works. That's it. It's that simple. It's not hard. You just got to put in the work and you got to be willing to push. And if you do that, Absolutely. it will change your life. Trust me. And Byron the crazy is, thing is a lot of people stay in the game Regardless, you yeah. just it just depends on you. It just depends on the reward that you're gonna get at the end of the game. Whether you're working for somebody or you're working for yourself, a lot of times the only difference is is the reward that you get at the end. You know what I mean? That's so it. if you're gonna stay in the game, stay in the game for yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> at That's the end right. of the day, love it, love it, man. Great, great stuff, man. I would love to have you back sometime in the near future, man. I'm sure the guests are gonna love this this podcast, man. If you guys uh, would leave a comment. In the comment section, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure you like this video as well and subscribe to this channel. Make sure you check out Byron's uh, information in the description. Reach out to him. telling you that that Business Over Breakfast Club, you definitely want to be tuned into that every morning at 7 o'clock. Reach out to Byron on Instagram as well. Again, all of the information will be in the description box. Listen, I really appreciate you guys listening in. Be sure to share this video with anybody who needs to hear it, which is everybody. Right. Everybody needs to hear it, especially if they have a nine to five. They're working for somebody else. You know, at the end of the day, you can do much better doing this for yourself. I appreciate you guys very much. Looking forward to the next one. And I'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm in 
LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to REI Education Academy. Com, and that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.